Here it is. Again. And it's cold. I believe that the music I heard is a killer. It's a killer of hope. It's a killer of spirit. And Devo plays for Muffy's party. We bring you an act who at first may shock you. The Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Let's go! Hey, everybody. I'm Joseph. And I'm Rob. Welcome to a special bonus our favorite songs of 1978 edition of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 to 1986. I feel like we have covered a ton of songs in this last season and still have yet to uh, really uncover a lot of songs. <laughs> it's it's just kind of crazy how much music 1978 showed us. Um, but yeah, yeah we're, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, uh, although to be fair, uh, because this is our favorite songs of 1978, mm -hmm. where uh, I don't know about your list, I have no idea what you picked, but my list, all songs that we've featured before, because you know, obviously yeah. they're my favorites, so I I wanted to feature them right at the beginning. Well, um, yeah, and and my list has quite a few that we featured before. And there's a couple uh -huh. I think that we haven't. So, um, oh good, I'm excited. Yeah, well, tell you what, let's get started with some music. We'll kick it off with uh, one of my picks. Uh, this is Generation X with Ready Steady Go. Ready Steady Go. Ready, Steady, Go. I think we did cover that, or I'm trying to remember. I know I've listened to it a lot, and and it is probably one of the most obvious uh, Generation X tunes. But um, I find it so much fun. I really enjoy it. I I, I love this song. Um, you know, Billy Idol is just uh, I don't know. He's kind of he's kind of popping. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we got we got a well sixteen well now fifteen songs um, to go as far as our favorite songs of nineteen seventy eight. But first, um, uh, uh, how was your Christmas? It is the day oh. after we're recording this. The day after Christmas. Yeah. Um, so you survived, I guess. I, it sounds I, like. Well, yeah, that's still to be seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's not quite over yet. Yeah, I'm. I haven't. I mean, Christmas was my day off, and I've got some days off at work coming. But uh, you know, I still feel real wound up. But Christmas itself was nice. Uh, my my daughter hosted at her house, and we just kind of kicked back all day, had breakfast there, watched Christmas movies, and played games, and then had dinner later on. It was it was really mellow and really nice. How about you? Um, super duper duper low key, like uh, like. 
as non-Christmassy a Christmas as I think I've ever had, which is exactly the way that I wanted it. <laughs> nice. I, uh, um, next weekend, I'll go and visit the family and all that. But this, it was just a, a cold, wet three-day weekend where I just stayed at home and kept warm and caught up on my sleep and, and all that. So. Yeah. I should uh, real quick remind everybody that um, we are talking about music. Music is art, and there is nothing more subjective than art. This is an opinion show, but we do try to be mindful never to get too opinionated because ultimately we are here to celebrate uh, this extraordinary music that was produced in a pretty unique period in time. Um, so, Rob, yeah, we are we are going to break one of our rules uh-huh. and I'm not a hundred percent sure which rule it is but um, <laughs> we we said that we would release at least one episode a month mm-hmm. and we always release on a Sunday mm-hmm. but um, this is the last Sunday of the month and we're recording this so <laughs> <laughs> so it's either not going to be on a Sunday or there won't be one released on in December. We yeah, haven't well, really figured um, out. I guess it just depends on how quickly we get turn, turn this around. Yeah, but, uh, I, 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 I have to say that, uh, you know, I feel bad for uh, the editor um, if <laughs> you intend to it, if we intend it to be released in December, because that's a bit of a rush job. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe well, maybe not too we'll bad. We'll see. This. Boy, this uh, the end of the month really crept up on us, huh? It, it this came was quick. A, yeah, um, I just sort of like collapsed after the finale, and I'm I'm still kind of uh, recovering, I think, a yeah. little bit. So, but we're getting it done. Okay, so we are here to talk about our favorite songs of 1978. I mean. I don't know about you, Rob, but this is my list isn't like truly my favorite. I wouldn't uh-huh. say that these are my top favorite eight songs right. because that's just crazy. I mean, there's so many songs that I just absolutely love that it was hard for me to to, you know, rank them or anything. But I I picked eight that I thought were kind of uh, you know, important to me as far as what makes 1978 um, so unique. And um, so you, your first pick was uh, Ready, Steady, Go by mm-hmm. Generation X. Right. And um, I'm glad that you're here to, to represent for Gen X because you're never going to see me do it. You know yeah, I'm not a, not a huge fan of that's <laughs> that okay. band. That's okay. I love them. I love them. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Billy Idol went on to do other things, I guess bigger and better things. I don't know. But, uh, um, you know, they're here. Yeah. <laughs> I got I to gotta give them a little shout out. <laughs> well, the first song that I picked to feature tonight um, probably is, could quite possibly be my very favorite song of 1978. It Ooh. is certainly the song that I'm the most excited about and that brings me the most joy. We've heard it twice already, so this is going to be the third time. However, both times in the past, it was played at the very end on the fade out. So uh, okay. I'm, I'm, 
I love this song so much. I wanted to put it right up front. Sweet. I think you have a pretty good good guess about what this song is, right? Um. Well. No. I no. You know what? I'm not. I. I have been been through so much this month that <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I it's up in the air. It could be uh, it could we be don't... in my mind any of maybe five songs. So I'm I'm not okay. going to venture to guess. Well, I um I had never heard of the group Gruppo Sportabo until uh, we were well into this season of the podcast, uh-huh. and um. And when I came across the song Disco Really Made It, it oh, was yeah. like love at first listen. Yeah, um, of course. Of course I, it was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know what a, what a sucker I am for that whole new wave disco thing. Of course, um, yeah, no. It's such a fun song. It is. It sounds so ahead of its time as far as the the new wave cheekiness of it uh-huh. um honestly it kind of reminds me of a lot of the stuff i was hearing on alternative radio in like 1990 1991 92 um so i, I it just uh I think it's so much fun. It is the one of two songs tonight with the word disco in the title. <laughs> so I guess you know where my, my head's at. Um, so this is off of an album called um, Back to 78. And um, not a good representation of the rest of the the album. This is by far the new waviest song. It's by far the most produced song. A lot, most of their other stuff is pretty sparse. Um, And in my estimations, by far the best song off the album. We, We have also heard the song Sleeping Bag off of this album, which was, which was pretty good too. But let's go ahead and listen to, for the third time, one of my very favorite songs of 1978, a song I had not heard until just months ago, Disco Really Made It. that I didn't just pick that song and and you know I should I should have known uh it is a really good song and I'll tell you something that when I was trying to pick my favorite songs now you, know, you mentioned that these are not your top 8 because that's almost impossible I've got yeah. two two full pages with small writing of all my favorite songs from 1978 and I had to whittle it down to 8 but Grupo Sportivo was one of the uh, bands that I was kind of playing around with, like listening to their music again, because 
because I'd never heard of them either, but I really like the band. So I'm like, there's got to be something in here that I, you know, that I want to put on my list. And uh, that song right there, every time I see the word disco, I'll be honest, I think of Joseph. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I don't. And and the thing is, just for the record, I don't particularly like disco. Right, right. (laughs) Like the original flavor, right? I just... I like disco when it's done by post-punk and new wave bands. Yeah, I think exactly. that's much more interesting. I, David Bowie doing a disco song, so much better than any yeah, straight disco. For yeah. sure. <laughs> oh, um, another notable thing about my, my picks tonight is that um, uh, only one of, the, of my songs are actually off of an album that made my top 10 list. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there's, you know, for me, when I love an album, consistency has like, a, plays a really large part in my love of sure. an album. Uh-huh. So um, I will, I will go for a, an album with with where all the songs are like sevens and eights, as opposed to an album that has a couple of tens and a couple of ones. Right. Every time. Right. Um, so some of the really and that that wasn't that wasn't a deliberate thing on my part. I just like when I settled on my list, I I looked at it and went, oh, huh, that's interesting, because I, I I feel like you know a lot of the absolute highlights were on pretty spotty albums. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And I would I would qualify um, back to '78 as is a pretty spotty album. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, um, my next one is pretty obvious here. Um, it is the first hit from the Boston band The Cars. Um, just what I needed. It it sticks in my head, and I can't get rid of that song. You know, it, it's. One of those songs that we hear played on the radio still a lot. And uh, I don't know, I'm still crazy about it. I don't mind you hanging out and talking in your sleep. Doesn't matter where you've been, as long as it was deep, yeah. song off of my number one album of 1978 i am not gonna quibble about it at all (laughs) this album is exhibit a when i say that i prefer albums that are like all the songs are sevens or eights Mm -hmm. um so i you can this is definitely an album where you can close close your eyes and pick and i would be delighted so yeah Excellent. Well, the next pick that I want to feature tonight is um, Gary Gilmore's Eyes by The Adverts. Nice. Um, yeah. Now, this is this is a, a truly, truly classic uh, punk song that 
I have been familiar with for a very, very long time. And um, it's a really good album. This is not one of those great songs off of a spotty album. This whole album is pretty damn good. Um, but I was I went back and I listened to uh, the full album a couple of days ago. And they're... It's super duper solid, but they don't have many tricks in their bag. Mm-hmm. I, I was noticing that like a lot of the songs are just like slight variations, musically slight variations of Gar- Gary Gilmore's eyes. Right. But yeah. um, to me, Gary Gilmore's eyes is is just like them getting it exactly right. Gary Gilmore's Eyes is is a song that I, without even looking at a list, a playlist or a list of songs from 1978, I I knew that this had to be on your list, um, and and the adverts are tops, man. I they're one of the bands that I cut off of my of my list, and uh, I don't know, I might be regretting that right now, but we'll see. You know, <laughs> they're good stuff, but yeah, good choice, good choice. Alley-ooping back to you. Yeah. Uh, what's what's your next pick? Well, the next pick is is somebody we haven't heard heard a lot from um, because okay. he's uh, you know it's kind of a I, I don't want to call him an unsung hero, but this was a band that you weren't very familiar with at first, and we've heard a bit from now. And and uh, the Tom Robinson band, um, I like this band because they were. You know, kind of politically active. They they kind of flipped off the man. They they did their thing, you know. And and I I really respect them and I really like them as a as a punk band. So uh, one of my favorites from 1978, Tom Robinson bands, ain't gonna take it. So as far as I I know, I was I never heard a Tom Robinson band song before uh the beginning of this season. Mm-hmm. And this is a this is a band from what I've heard so far, this is a band that I want to like more than I have been able to actually like mm-hmm. because I really admire what he's doing. He's doing um, like on several different levels, right? Yeah. So there's the, oh, yeah. just the the pure competence is, is great. I mean, he's a, to me, I think of like, uh, 
I think more like Steve Miller or Tom Petty or something, but with a with a much more like political rebellious lyrics. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love I love that type of music, um, and I really appreciate his his earnestness because he is earnest without being too preachy or syrupy or sentimental it seems very sincere and compelling and um and the fact that he's he's one of the first artists that i'm familiar with chronologically at least in the punk and new wave movement who is overtly um talking about gay rights which i i think is is significant so um you know a plus on all of those levels. I just, I can't get excited about listening to his music that much. Um, there's one song that I really, really like off of um, the his debut album. Um, I believe the title is You Better Decide What Side You're On, which I right. think is just yeah. super on point and clever. Yeah. Uh, so... So yeah, I'm 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 glad you picked this one. Yeah, thank you. Squeeze's debut album, pretty spotty. I mean, <laughs> really, really spotty. Yeah. With with a couple of highlights and mostly low points, in my personal opinion. But uh, by far the highest peak on this album, um, a true forgotten new way early new wave classic um is the song take me i'm yours um i have been familiar with this song for many 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 years never got tired of it and just feel like it should be it should be played as often as don't you want me or safety dance or um, tainted love, uh-huh. as far as I'm concerned. I, I just, I think that it it is a woefully forgotten early new wave classic. I've come across a desert to greet you with a smile. My camel looks so tired, it's hardly worth my walk. To tell you of my travels across the Golden East, I see your preparations. Now, did you notice I referred to them as UK Squeeze because that is officially the name of the band on the album that was released here in the U.S. Of course, after that, I mean, always in the U.K. they were just Squeeze. But after the first album, they just became Squeeze here in the United States as as well. But, um, But... I I had this as a record, not when it first came out. I think it was um, 10 or 12 years after it was originally released. I picked it up as a record. And um, 
And just, you know, this, <laughs> this song and this whole album is so far away from like the first squeeze stuff that I heard in the mid eighties, you know, um, coffee in bed and tempted and pulling muscles from a shell, all of those kind of more poppy soul pop, um, new wavy type songs. Uh, and so it was, uh, when I picked this album up, it was a real surprise to me back in the day. Um, good choice. I have to say that, that not a big fan of the squeeze myself. They're definitely, I, I don't recall the songs except for the one that you chose, which is, which is cool. I, I, oh, well, you will, a, you, you, you yeah. will definitely recognize them when you hear them because they were on the right ra- here in the United States. They were on the radio, on the radio all the time yeah, in the, yeah. in the mid eighties. Um, my prediction is though, that, um, starting with their next release, cool mm-hmm. for cats, there is a, a two or three album period, um, that I think you're going to take a real shine to. So okay. I'm excited for you yeah. to discover the really cool squeeze stuff. Because uh, well, right this, this first album is not it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, I'm, I, in fact, I'm making a note right now because I want to remember that. So there's a note in my my notebook that I'm going to keep an eye open for the squeeze of the next, next album. Um, so my... My next song, um, I figured that these guys had to definitely be in the list. It's a band I really love, the Ramones, and uh, I just want to have something to do. And I, I, I think that they definitely had to be in my favorite songs of 1978. So, uh, yeah, I just want to have something to do off of Road to Ruin. I want to note that your top 10 list of favorite albums of 1978 mm-hmm. had a Dickies title, but not a Ramones title. You're, you're absolutely right. The Ramones and the Dickies, they've just, you know, there's, there's so much overlap. I mean, they get compared a lot because of their approach in the humor department and the, like... Um, fast, fun, punk department. Uh, but but they also still, even, even though they're doing fundamentally the same thing, they're doing it in completely different ways. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't, you know, I, of course, famously um, mispredicted that the Dickies 
album would not be on your list. <laughs> and looking back, I go, well, that's silly because of Rob. Rob just loves that sort of like I, irreverent, yeah. goofy yeah. punk stuff. Um, and so, so I just wonder how many, how many people really love both of those bands, or if it's just like two flavors. It's like there's the nacho flavor and the cool ranch flavor and they're very different even though they're yeah. still doritos so uh, so that's how i feel about them i mean i hear the comparisons and i want to say these are two totally different bands i don't know what your people are talking about um at the yeah. same time and there there is like a, a cadence or a a mood to their music that gets you going in a certain way you know both bands and and that is you're right that's the thing i like about them both Right. So. And my my suspicion is that that people who don't like either of the bands probably just lump them together and yeah. <laughs> get them mixed up all the all the time. Yeah. But I don't see it because I've I like the Ramones, but I've never been excited by by the Ramones. But mm -hmm. the Dickies get me pumped up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, but we're talking about the Ramones right now, not the Dickies, so <laughs> Uh, hey, so we are we are halfway through our songs. So mm -hmm. uh, why, don't, why don't we stop here and just um, talk about um, a an email we got recently? Oh yeah, cool. We got um, an email from Douglas W, who unfortunately had some um, uh, complications in his personal life. I think we all know what that's like. And so he was unable to get his list to us in time. And, um, so that's a shame, but, uh, I'm delighted to say he finally did get it to us. So I thought I'd just read it over because cool. it's yeah. fun. We yeah. all love lists. Now, um, he is, so if he had submitted his list on time, we would have looked like 10% less of complete asses for predicting that the police would be on uh, in the number one slot because he does have the police's debut album um, in the in the number one slot. And he does mention in his email that he is was just as surprised as we were that it didn't make it an appearance at yeah, all. Yeah. So let me just read this list. It's a great list. Okay. Um, number one, the the police's Atlantis de Amor. Number two, the Cars' debut album. Number three, Devo. Uh, are we not men? We are Devo. Number four, Boomtown Rat, Rats, yeah, a tonic cool. for the troops. Number five, this year's model. Number six, 999 Separates. So great to see that make an appearance. Mm -hmm. Number seven, um, Blondie's Parallel Lines. Of course, it's on his list. Why should he be different from anyone else? Yeah. Um, number eight, <laughs> Buzzcocks Loves Bites. Love Bites. Number nine, XTC's first album, White Music. And number 10, Talking Heads, more songs about buildings and food. Every single one of those albums is amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you, you have not let us down ever, Douglas. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And on the the police and Devo front, if you had gotten your list in on time, we would have, Rob and I would have looked slightly less as, as foolish as we did with our predictions. But oh well, that's that's the way it goes. Hindsight is twenty twenty, man. Um, well, it sounds like he's got the he's got his ear on the pulse of a, uh, you know, of the era of the music. So that's that's pretty cool, man. He he's given us all kinds of great input since yeah, since we yeah. started. So would, would, right, would, would right you on. say he's got his his ear on the pulse of a generation from thirty years ago? That's right. That's right. Way to go, Doug. Way to go, Doug. <laughs> I want to talk about um, one of the few songs off of Talking Heads' second album that I can get excited about. Um, and it, I, I kind of had a bit of a revelation a couple of days ago about this album. All of the songs that I kind of like actively really like either remind me of the album before this album or the yeah. album that's coming after this album. So there yeah. there are a few songs I really like that sound like it would live right there in Fear of Music. And then a couple of songs, and then the other songs that I really like feel more, like they'd be more at home off of the 77 album. And one of those songs is um, a song called The Good Thing. enjoy this album but i have to say i'm like you where i feel like a lot of those songs kind of belong someplace else and and mm, and yeah and it's it's funny that you mention it because i i don't know that i i i don't know that i could could identify that until you said something but you're right it you can almost draw a line and say okay these go over here and these go over here um but yeah i'm i'm super glad that the talking heads made made it in your uh, favorite songs from 1978 because they are they're just amazing anyway i mean they really are yeah well this was one of those songs that obviously i had heard before but i guess i'd never really noticed or uh -huh. you know this this was an album i pro probably hadn't listened to um for 10 or 15 years so obviously i'm a i'm a different person with different tastes at this point sure sure um so i i 
right now I think I would identify it as my favorite song off of this album. Um, nice. It is just really resonating with me right now. I I love the quirkiness of it. I love the sonics of it and what they're they're pr- pr- pretty unusual at least for the Talking Heads. What they're doing with the back uh, backing vocals, mm-hmm. uh, which just absolutely make this song for me. So. Yeah. Okay, what's your next pick? Uh, You might like this one. Um, This is a band that I believe you introduced me to, uh, Ecstasy, Mm. and the song is Life is Good in the Greenhouse. (laughs) Yes. heard uh, we've heard some of this song already um and you know ecstasy made my my top 10 list which uh i have to say kind of surprised me when i was when it was all coming down to it but twice um, yeah and and you're right top 10 made it twice twice (laughs) (laughs) yep um but this song right here the reason I, i i it still is one of my favorite ecstasy songs is because it it is a song that to me just kind of embodies what I feel ecstasy is. This is the sound to me. This is this is the ecstasy I remember. This this sound is, you know, it's it's like I could pick it and say, Yeah, that's that's ecstasy. I know this sound. Um and uh I don't know, I just I love the song. It has a really good feel to it and uh uh it, it still surprises me. I mean, ecstasy's I feel like it's kind of uh, this is a band that kind of took me out of my my norm, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but I love it, and and I thank you for introducing them to me, you know. I would like to talk about the Suicide Commandos. Nice. So this is a this is a band that neither of us had ever heard of until the beginning of this season. In fact, there is a possibility that um, their debut album, um, The Suicide Commandos uh, Make a Record, was actually released in the tail end of 1977. I haven't been able to nail it down. Some places I see references 77, some places I see references 78. We included it in January of 1978 because that was the first time that (laughs) they were on our radar. Um, Not a great album, uh, honestly. Um, But 
there were three songs. So I've I've listened to this album uh, many many times. It's a it's a pretty decent album, but it's not a great one. Um, but like from the very first time I listened to it, there were three songs that just absolutely leapt out at me. And now that I've listened to it 10 more times, it's still those three songs. So uh-huh. I, I don't know what, what the, why there's such a, a gap in my enthusiasm between these three songs that are just absolutely working and then the rest of the album. But I can tell you this, if the rest of the album was... Uh, was as great as those three songs, then this their this debut album of theirs definitely would have been in my top five uh-huh. because I adore these three songs. the The three songs are uh, "Mosquito Crucifixion," "Burn It Down," both of which we heard in the January February episode of 1978 where we did the mini dive on them. And the third song is the the song I want to revisit again tonight, a song called Kidnapped. What I find kind of the most exciting about the the songs that I love off of this album is just the sound is a sound that is very familiar, but only to the future me, right? So, <laughs> yeah. and it sounds very yeah. West Coast punk, which um, you know was still at least as far as making it onto vinyl was still sort of developing. Um, so these, these songs remind me a lot of like the dead Kennedys and, you know, a lot of the LA punk bands that are, that are going to start popping up in the next couple of years. Um, so, but I'm hearing it first here and and on the songs that it works on it works really really well so i am i am just a huge fan of these three songs kidnapped in particular i've just had it ringing around in my head for like the last 3 days as i've been listening to to my playlist sweet well um i'm going to talk about a song that you and i both really like um and has gotten we have talked about this like so many times uh, <laughs> we played it i don't know we may have already played this song twice in the last year so um but uh, i'm talking about the jams bomb and wardour street um <laughs> nice. it, yeah it is one of my favorite songs not just of 1978 but ever i mean it is it is something that i cannot shake and i love this song it's political it's it's I mean, it's timely 
it, it well it basically frames what was going on in a picture you know it's 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 just it's a per- i love it it's a perfect song and like i said we've played it a couple times you and i both really like this song but it's one of my favorites and i can't i can't deny it So this, of course, is a song featured off of the final top 10 list at number 10 for our entire community as far as being the best punk or new wave albums of 1978. Um, And um, this might be a good time for me to talk about another email that we got recently. This is from a relatively new listener named Paul C. He is um, in the Bay Area now, but he grew up in London and was around during, um, you know, when punk and new wave was a thing. Yeah. He addressed in his email, he, he spoke a little bit about just the difference in uh, the way that the U.S. views the the punk movement as opposed to uh, the UK, and his example is that he was he was very surprised that Rob you were not familiar with the Jam at all, uh, because the the Jam they were really big in the UK. It's true. It's um, true. And he had he had never heard of Oingo Boingo. What? Um, so, wow. Yeah, we were both well, we were both surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was he was obviously familiar with Danny Elfman because of the uh, because of his film work. Yeah, and he um, he doesn't he sent us an email primarily because he is not a Facebook user. He doesn't believe in Facebook. And brother, I am right there with you. I, yeah, I, same if, here. If it weren't for this paid podcast, I probably. I would probably still have a Facebook account, but I wouldn't 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 really do anything with it. Um, so we appreciate the email. Um, and he just wanted to touch base with us to make sure that we were, and he's, uh, working his way through season one. So he hadn't got to the Ian Dury and the Blockheads, uh, debut album episode. So he just wanted to touch base with us, make sure we were covering them. And also the undertones, which of course we will be covering, but they haven't, uh, they hadn't released anything um, by the end of 1978. Season three, we will definitely be talking about them. So uh, always appreciate uh, any contributions that listeners have as far as inclusions to our list. It's an ever-expanding list, and we really appreciate that. 
So, so my next one is um, a Blondie song. Wow. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, when when I said that disco really made it, um, yes. was was like the song that I was the most excited about. Um, I that's true for right now, but I'd say just overall. I think Heart of Glass really is going to be my favorite, all-time favorite song of 1978. Um, mm -hmm. And I felt obligated to feature it. We've, we have played it a couple of times already. So what I wanted to do is I thought, thought it would be fun to um, uh, feature an alternate, an early alternate version of this song before Mike Chapman, the producer, came aboard and got his hands on it. And uh -huh. it was actually, at one point, it was called the Disco Song. So there's oh, wow. number two as far as... Are, are you familiar with this version, or is this going to be I new think, to you? No, I think I've heard it before, but I'm yeah. more familiar, of course, with the the, the hit, you know, the, the yeah. studio version. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah that's, that, that's right. And... Um, it just go, goes to, to me, it's just the explanation point after my um, ongoing contention that the uh, so much of the greatness of the Blondie stuff that works comes from, from Mike Chapman. Because when you listen to this version, you hear a good, a, a good solid song in there, um, but it doesn't, it's not magical. This is, of course, totally subjective, but it is not yeah. magical like Heart of Glass is. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I can't help but assume that that's, that's all, you know, that, that fairy dust that sprinkled on to the song uh, was, that, that was the work of, of Mike Chapman. So happy that uh, that this song made the list, made made your your list because it got cut off of mine. Um, mm -hmm. And and sadly, Blondie, no Blondie song will appear on my list tonight. Um, mm -hmm. But that one was on my list, and I was I, I'm just really happy that it made yours. Like I said, I, I hated cutting any of the songs but you know you're like hey how about we do eight each and i'm like yeah that's a great number well how about 32 <laughs> that's all we have time for <laughs> how about 32 each i mean you know <laughs> so but uh but yeah i i'm glad blondie's on here someplace yeah yeah and so you know there are um 
there are a differing accounts about um, this song, but the general gist is that um, Blondie had this song kicking around um, for quite a while. Uh, I believe that it was that they had written it before they rele- even released their first album, but they just didn't. They couldn't quite get a handle on it, and I, I don't. I don't know that they were terribly excited about it. And then when they were sitting down with Mike Chapman, and Mike Chapman heard it, he got excited about it and really sort of championed it. Um, and and. You know, the rest, as they say, is history. So, uh, hooray for Mike Chapman. Okay, well, um, the next song on my list is a song that's on a bunch of people's lists. (laughs) Uh, It's from The Police, and it is a song I think I've already mentioned that it's my favorite song on the album, which is uh, Can't Stand Losing You. Um, This is a song that, you know, it, it... it sounds a little stalkery sometimes when I listen to it. Uh, I don't remember who it was. It might have been you that said, "No, no, it's not stalkery. He just can't stand." No, it's stalkery. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't me. But yeah. um, you know, this is a reoccurring theme for Stig, at least during his police days. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, "Can't Stand Losing You" by the Police is definitely one of my favorite songs of 1978. Sent my letters back in my LP records and they're all scratched. I can't see the point in another day when nobody listens to a word I say. You can call it lack of confidence, but to carry on living doesn't make no sense. I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. I don't know what it is or what it was about the music that I liked when I was young. Um, I liked it if it sounded dark. I, I mean, obviously, I liked some light-hearted mo- music and I liked uh, some some fun jaunty tunes. But there were some songs that, if they had like a dark undertone. I really, I really sat. They sat well with me. I, I stuck to them, and this is definitely one of those. And anytime I made a mixtape, I swear to God, this song made it on every single one of them. But <laughs> it's, I don't. It's always been one of my faves. Yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of great song off of a pretty mediocre album, uh, I. Uh, it, it was this season that I had first um, heard the song We Don't Mind the Rave by The Flies. Talked about it a couple of times. Um, boy, I just, I wish that this song was typical for The Flies because then I would really like The Flies. Yeah. Um, not excited about really anything else off of their um, debut album. But this song just sounds um, so fresh and unique at the time um, and a little um, prescient, you know, 
as far as some of the post-punk pop that's going to come along down the road. I'm thinking like Echo and the Bunnymen and, and uh, modern English bands like that. Um, I feel like We Don't Mind the Rave is kind of has that flavor. Um, and it's the first of first song that I've heard chronologically that that gives me that type of a feel. This song, all right. You know, it's it's interesting as I kind of feel like there's still some of that 1950s, early 1960s uh, carryover. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I I definitely hear that in like pretty much all of their other songs yeah. off of this album, but um, I'm not I'm not hearing it so much no. in this one. It's in there. It's in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's in there. It, I, I don't. Maybe it's not in as much as all the others, and maybe that's why you like it the best. Um, mm. But yeah, mm. I, uh, I, it's it's kind of interesting. There's there's kind of a, a, a very slight greaser vibe, and then it moves into like I don't know surf, like surf punk. You know, it's it's interesting, but it's a cool song. Um, I honestly don't remember a whole lot about the flies. They they didn't make much of an impression on me, but uh, no. Yeah. yeah. No, in fact, if if it weren't for that one song, I I wouldn't have remembered them either. It's oh, a fantastic. it's a uh not not a not a terrible album, but mm-hmm. um just not not particularly remarkable in in my estimation. But but you found something on it that you really like. That's cool. Yep. I sure did. Well, um Okay. This is not going to surprise you a bit. In fact, you might have already been worried a little bit that they weren't going to make my list at all. Um, Susie and the Banshees, um, my mm-hmm. favorite song on that album we have already played, but I listened to it again twice today, once this morning and once when I got home this evening. Uh, Susie and the Banshees, Metal Postcard.
I had never heard this song until I sat down to uh, familiarize myself for uh, with this album when it came time for us to talk about it. And this was the song that that leaped out at me as sort of the 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 high point of the album. Um, I so I am totally on board with you as far as um, the uh, a, a truly great song off of this album. Um, yeah, yeah, this is a this is a real good one. Well, my last pick is um, a song off of. Um, Actually, the only song we're going to listen to tonight, of my picks at least, um, that appear on an album that made made it onto my top ten list, and that yeah. is I Am The Audience by Ecstasy from the Go To album. So we, we get to hear two songs off of that album tonight because we both like it so much. I have expressed my, uh, my grief at the fact that um, Ecstasy doesn't really acknowledge this album so much because this song should be a minor post-punk classic. You know, it should be right up there with, um, as far as Ecstasy's early stuff, with Statue of Liberty yeah. and yeah. Um, Helicopter and Life Begins at the Hop and, you know, all of those songs. Uh, so... You know, I'm doing the little bit that I can to to rectify that by playing for the second time uh, the song I Am The Audience. I am the audience, there's no doubt, no consequence. I could make the morning papers if I use my papers. told you how i'm how i have uh i'm becoming like a a big ecstasy fan and i've already thanked you for it and i'm definitely not going to argue with playing two of their songs on our bonus (laughs) episode tonight so um that is sweet man excellent excellent choice thanks a bunch yeah you know I'm, i'm looking back at this whole playlist that we put together and i might need to uh I might need to put this in the car so I can listen to it when I'm driving down to the yeah. valley next week. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, um, so there. Do you have any sort of honorable mentions? I I have a I couple of songs I that um, I I had sort of like in case there was a an overlap in songs between your picks and my picks since yeah. we didn't know what what each of us was doing. Um, I I just want and I'm well we'll go ahead and include these songs at the end of the playlist so everyone can listen to them as well. It just uh, it bummed me out um, that I couldn't put um, uh, the song "Home" from Lene Lovich's um, debut album mm-hmm. uh, on on my final top eight. 
And I also tried so hard to include the song Friends from Tubeway Army's debut yeah. album as well. Yeah. Can can I give you a little bit a quick list of my honorable mentions? Yeah, just of just course. a, sh- a short list. I won't I won't give you all of them. Um, but some songs that I cut were uh, Kate Bush's Man with a Child in His Eyes, Per Ubu's oh. Modern Dance, Japan's yeah. The Unconventional, uh, Blondie, of course, um, the song we just heard, uh, Penetration's Free Money, which is the Patti Smith cover, um, and X-Ray Specs, I'm a Poser. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well... All excellent songs, and um, I think that everyone will definitely want to go to the playlist to to hear probably what will end up being our best playlist yet. Yeah, um, for sure. So so many great songs. So we uh, we we got a, an episode recorded. It was like a week ago. <laughs> I sent you a text like, um, I think we should probably talk about recording something yeah. sometime real yeah. soon. <laughs> it you know it's been a crazy December. Um, yeah. You know with yeah. with uh, the holiday season, I think that this being a, a, a pandemic Christmas, that people could actually go home and spend time with family or you know. Um, they're also going out and hitting the stores and doing the tourist thing. And, and where I am, the tourist thing is the biggest thing. And so I spent a lot of time and effort and just my entire life dedicating myself to the tourists and the, <laughs> the customers. So, um, yeah. but yeah. it, it's been a, a hell of a, hell of a December. And I still feel like it's been a hell of a season for us. This has been a really good, you yeah. know, it's, it's been a really good year. So it's been a good, long, hard year. Yeah. And, and we need to, uh, we need to, uh, go back to the stable and, uh, cool down for a little bit. Yeah. But we'll, we'll do some more, more, more bonus episodes. I'm sure. Right. We're going to kick something out. Absolutely. Um, and it is, it is my hope that in January we have something a little bit, um, you know, Meteor, mm-hmm. um, that's M-E-A-T-E-R, re- rather than Meteor. Um, meteor. <laughs> or Meteor. We'll bring in a Meteor. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as a bonus episode with a with a guest or two, so uh, fingers crossed on that. So you know how last year in December, our December bonus episode, we, we kind of spent a lot of time just... Uh, doing a bit of an autopsy on on the past season and talking yeah. about the next season. Yeah. Um, I went back and listened to that recently. Pretty dry stuff. Who cares? I don't. <laughs> I I think we're gonna forgo that this year. I was. Mm-hmm. I. I uh, the idea that anyone was would be particularly interested in that. Um, uh, I'm not sure what I was thinking. You try some things, they work. Other things don't. That was like, now we know. But, yeah, but I do yeah. want to just uh, real quickly mention a couple of things. Uh, one is we continue to grow. So as I mentioned before, every month our monthly total of downloads is is typically, you know, five. Well, actually, it's more like two to ten percent higher than the 
than the month before. So mm -hmm. we appreciate all of the newcomers, all those people that are frantically uh, scrambling to catch up before we start season three. Um, and also we have, so, you know, I, I keep a, I keep a, a fairly close eye on the podcast charts as far as how we're doing. Now we are not competitive at all in the general music category or the music co um, commentary category because the, those are just too competitive. But in the music history category, where uh, this year we we've we got some real traction. Nice. Um, not so much here in the U.S. Uh, just because it's it's so competitive, even though the majority of our audience is from the U.S. But um, in other countries, we have hit the top 10 um, in the music history uh, uh, category as far as the charts go. So I just want to acknowledge that. Um, in Ireland, we hit uh, number seven at one point. New Zealand, number six. In Japan, we peaked at number four. Belgium, we hit number three. And we hit number one in a country. I wonder if you can guess what country that is. Uh, let's but say you can't. Okay. <laughs> you're, Who is it? Tell I me. Mean, Tell me. You're, you, you will never, ever get it. Estonia. So I'll just go ahead and tell you. Estonia. <laughs> it might as well be. Okay. Um, Turkmenistan. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. We hit number one. Now, <sighs> to be you guys fair. Here. Yeah. We're, we're probably <laughs> yeah. the only one that, yeah, that gets listened That's to. Right. <laughs> That's right. To be fair, I, I looked at that the, the, the month that we, you know, that we hit the number one spot. Uh -huh. And then I looked at our downloads for that month from Turkmenistan and it was like 20. Uh -huh. So obviously not a highly competitive um, area as far as music history goes. It's all but right. those, those, uh, well, I don't, I don't, it's, I can't tell if it's 20 different people downloading one episode or one person downloading 20 episodes, but the people that are listening yeah. to us in Turkmenistan, we um, appreciate you yeah, and absolutely. thanks for making us number one. Hey, I tell you what, we tip our hats to you guys. Um, and right. and you, you alone can make us big in Turkmenistan. I mean, <laughs> we're, do, we, we're doing it we, here. Yeah, just share the love. We, we take our victories where we can get absolutely. them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bef before before we do sign off, can I can I give a shout out real quick? Of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I do like to give a shout out to to, to listeners from time to time that that uh, kind of you know kind of stand out to me for whatever reason. Well, I've got a friend who who's a faithful listener, and he has a band called Black Sheriff, and they're a rock band uh, based in Germany, but. My buddy Glenn, um, I I've known him for a while. I got him a gig uh, DJing through MWR back when I was doing it, and uh, he's a great guy. He's the lead singer of this band, Black Sheriff, and they just came out with a new album, and apparently featured the guitar of Roth the Boss Friedman from uh, the Dictators on their album. So mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. on, man. I mean. That's cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, you were you were telling me about yeah, this. Absolutely. You describe them as a mix between ACDC social distortion with a little bit of flogging Molly in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and when it, when I read that, I went, "Oh, gosh, talk about a band that was like sort of." specifically made to appeal to to rob (laughs) (laughs) well i do love i do love my black sheriff these guys are great um we won't be sharing them on this podcast unfortunately this is not the right genre but but glenn and his band they are they're pretty kick-ass and uh, i just thought it was cool if they got ross the boss to do guitar for them yeah yeah that's awesome um i will and if I remember correctly, one of their albums made it onto your uh, Desert Island De- Picks the list. The Desert right? Island Picks list, yeah, absolutely. Um, Boy, we're gonna have to revisit that sometime soon and, and <laughs> talk talk about another album um, off of our list, huh? Yeah, we haven't for sure. done that in a while. For sure. Well, Rob, you got any big plans for the new year? Just gonna go down to the Central Valley. Uh, I don't often like to go to the Central Valley, but I've got family down there, and I love those guys, so I'm going to go visit them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing um, the holiday thing. Doing nice. the holiday thing, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I live in a place where a lot of people go on vacation, and, and I kind of feel that way, too. If I went on vacation, where would I go? Well, I'd stay home, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but I'm taking a vacation. I'm going to go see my folks, which is really nice. Awesome. How about you? Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm doing the, I'm doing the parent thing too. I'm going out to my dad's ranch and we are going to, weather permitting, do a bunch of ranch work. Um, You know, that's, that's what I do when I go to visit my dad. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we will, um, talk to everybody soon and, um, I just want one last, uh, quick reminder if you have gotten this far, you're obviously enjoying this podcast. It is it is time to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a quick review. Just write a sentence or two, leave a rating. Uh, really helps. Not so much in the convincing anybody, but as far as the algorithms go, as far as our visibility and the searches. Uh, makes a big difference if you write a sentence or two. So if you want to do us a solid, uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, any last words from you, Rob? Uh, Happy New Year. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, we, are, we are excited to um, jump into... T- 2022 i guess right yeah yeah yeah. we we must be and um starting to get a little bit more excited about the idea of starting up season three probably not going to happen in january but sometime not you know in the in the near future yeah looking forward to what we what we come up with with this new season um I mean, I'm already excited about it, but you're right. It's January is going to be a time for for rest and relaxation and kind of absorbing what we need to to pull in. So pull in for the next season. Have Have you started thinking about your predictions? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on that though. <laughs> 
Well, I have started. It's um, it's going to be even harder this year because the floodgates are opening a yeah, new wave. They, I mean, Blondie true. and the cars have, you know, really at this point really gotten some traction. So so now there is there's blood in the water, so to speak, as far as the major labels go. So yeah. they are they are going out there and they're just snatching up all of these up and comer bands. So a lot of new wave. This is this is 1979, 1980. Those are the those are the years that that new wave really sort of um, eclipses punk as far as um, you know the attention and the mm-hmm. new hot thing. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Face to lot of great. Yeah. I, I can can I just say one word? Yeah. B-52s. We have a phrase at my house. It's not a party until the B-52s start playing. So, um, yeah, that's pretty great. Pretty great. It's going to be a wild... uh, The season is going to be more wild than the last. That's all I have to say to to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, everybody. Well, you will definitely hear from us sometime next month. uh, please do have uh, a happy and healthy and safe new year. And um, we're going to start working on our predictions for 1979 because that will be season three, which will start sometime um, in the next couple of months. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, you guys. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.